and this whole experience that everybody's been having feels as though there's a lack of freedom. But actually, true freedom comes from your ability to think differently. And as soon as you're able to think differently, you'll gain a new perspective. Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast, the world's first podcast dedicated to travel recovery. I'm Dolores Semeraro, and I'm on a mission to help tourism organizations and travel professionals to lead a business that restores confidence in travel. If you're looking for a travel podcast that gives you more than just wanderlust, you've found the right one. Subscribe to the show to receive a new episode every Thursday straight to your inbox, together with travel tips and best practices of my podcast guests. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Truth Behind Travel Podcast. Let me ask you a question. Does a feeling of anxiety start to creep in when you're just about to travel again? I mean, you literally can't wait to start your next holiday or to jump on that flight, to go on that conference and get the networking going again. But here you are packing your bags and can't help but feeling a little anxious. Well, today's podcast is going to give you the easy and practical solutions I wish I had six weeks ago when I traveled to Europe after nearly two years. So how to ease your anxiety levels before traveling by setting up pre-travel habits and how to shift your ability to focus on what's ahead by tapping into your natural well-being. Today's podcast insights on how to develop a mindset of well-being around travel are coming to you directly from a well-being master and coach whose life is dedicated to help people build their inner strength based on their natural capabilities. He's a former international model turned podcast host turned well-being coach whose teachings and insights are based on first-hand experiences and learnings. I trust his intuitive wisdom and I wanted to have a conversation with him on how we can be better travelers if we're better humans first. Let's welcome James Grandstrom. Welcome back to the show and welcome James. I'm so honored to have you. Uh, lovely to be here. Very happy to talk to you today. Thanks for having me on the show. I've recently uh, listened to one of your most recent episodes where you talked about how to stay centered, how to ground yourself, to give you stability. And I just knew I had to have you on the podcast. And I'll tell you why. I just came back from four weeks travels across Europe. And that was the first time I was traveling since probably no, without probably, since the beginning of the pandemic. And in that case, you know, I I have to say, and I'll be completely honest also with the people listening to the podcast, that I completely underestimate the amount of anxiety that this uncertain world of travel would give me and how I would feel. Just to get started, could you give me and give the podcast listeners, just give us an overview of the wonderful being that you are and the journey that you've been on and, you know, how are you getting on these days? Oh, thanks, Dolores. Thank you, first and foremost, for having me on the show. Um, a little background about me. My name is James Granström. I'm half English, half Swedish. And for the last 20 years, I've been a male model. And in that time, I started uh, taking care of my, my body, wanting to get myself in really great shape. But I recognized there was something missing in this health 
this aspect of health. And I was traveling a lot as well, modeling. You're just always having to travel from one city to another to do one shoot from another. And I recognized that I was in great shape, but my mental state was in terrible shape. I was really emotionally all over the place. And this was really difficult. So I had to ask the question, is there more to health than what I'm doing? And so I started asking a few deeper questions, which led me to starting a meditation practice. And so I started meditating almost two decades ago um, in conjunction with working out and eating well. So I changed what I was eating. I changed, uh, I kept on working out. I kept on being consistent, but I added a meditation practice to this process of wanting to be well. And back in that time in the early 2000s, there was no one I knew doing that. And so I was this kind of lone raid ranger, this rogue uh, model, um, male model, just going out on the scene, being a teetotal, uh, taking wheatgrass shots, um, and wanting to keep in the best mental and physical shape that I could. So about two years ago, um, having had the experience now of, of a greater sense of well-being, I decided to start a podcast and it's called the James Grantham Podcast Super Soul Model Series. And the purpose was is to share with people how to tune and tap into their own natural state of well-being as I've done for pretty much the last two decades. So everything that you've put out, whether you shared it on the podcast or in one of your um, well-being and wellness, let's say, solutions that you put, you really put together for those that want to work with you are all yeah. coming from your direct, most direct experience. And that's where I wanted to, to, to tap into, right? Like to start with, because you've experienced anxiety You've had you had to deal with it. You you went about it in in a very specific way. Let's say in in for the purpose of traveling and and what for example I felt when I was getting ready to to travel again. I felt that deep anxiety that would make me dubbed everything and anything that I could ever possibly find online. It made me overcheck the same information ten times. It made me even mistrust uh, my own you know, the persons near me, the person I love, my family, having to go and cross-check every single information. So that anxiety generated a whole range of collateral damage, I would say. How can we ease that in preparation of travel? What can we do? Well, first and foremost, you know, what a lot of people forget is that they have an extreme power that they don't even recognize because it's not something you're taught in school. Um, you're lucky if you have a coach that can do it and you're lucky if one of your parents can teach you. And that power is called focus. And focus is our ability to get ourselves in tune and help us tap into this natural state. And preparation is a good bit of preparation is focus. And anxiety comes about, which is what you said you were experiencing. And I know for sure that was my experience was the fear of the future, the fear of the unknown and the fear that I've got no control over any of that. But what you don't understand, and this, this was my experience, and this is what I want to help, help alleviate that stress, that anxiety, is that you have this thing called focus. And I want to share some ideas today that could potentially help some travelers tap into their focus so that you start to recognize that you've got a little influence going on here. 
before we talk about anxiety, let's talk about the setup before you get to travel. You know, I talk a lot about preparation being, you know, the key to your success. And luck is where success and preparation meet opportunity. That's when you get this thing called good luck. And I've been very lucky in my life. I have these little setups. I've got these little routines. I've got these little habits that I do that cause me to feel a little happy with myself because they work. But everything I share with you and share with the audience today, do not believe a word I say until you put it into practice because it's your own experience that is the teacher, not me. I am really a guide. I'm here to remind you of what you've forgotten, which is your ability to focus and give you some tools and processes that will allow that to happen for you. Probably one of the most common limiting beliefs when people are approaching anything that would ease an emotional turmoil. It's this, it's this feeling of, uh, you know, telling yourself when you tell, when you, when you said it to yourself, Oh, I, I can't do this. I, it's not for me. I, I don't know how. So before traveling, I was, I was feeling anxious. I was feeling uh, a bit nervous, a bit, a bit of fear, a, a sense of, of, of stress and, and, sadness and it's almost it almost puts you off it doesn't want to make you travel actually you just like you know what I don't want to deal with this I'm better stay home what do you think are the feelings and the emotions that we tend to downplay when we are under stress and and when we are feeling anxiety well I mean you know emotions are different frequencies so the emotion of uh, anxiety is just an indicator of how you're thinking So the emotion of happiness is an indicator of what you're thinking. The emotion of hope is an indicator that you're feeling hopeful. And there are so many different levels or traffic lights or indicators of how you're thinking. And that comes back in the form of emotion. And so the better you feel, the better your life gets. Have you ever noticed that the luckier you are is because you're feeling good? And, you know, the more nervous you are and the more frustrated you are or the more anxious you are is because you're not feeling great. You're feeling kind of restricted. You've got this resistance going on. And that's because of the thoughts that you've been accumulating for the last day or two or three. So are you saying that I should switch like any travelers or for what it is, should just switch off radio, TV, phone? I would, I would do, I would be sensible. You know, that's what I would do. I'd be sensible. I would... Do the grounded approach, which is get your information. What do you need? What's the government website saying? But I would also say do some of the processes that I'm going to share with you because you need the grounded approach to know that you're legal and that everything's good. But also you need to do these other well-being exercises, which is getting charge of your mind and perhaps do some of the body exercises that we can talk about that will be really of benefit to you. Because you need to take care of the state of your mind in order to flow. And if you're, if you're flowing anxiety, that's what you're getting back. You're getting back all these sort of, you know, knee-jerk knee responses. You're getting back, you know, potentially, you know, experiences that, that don't make things flow beautifully for your travel. And we all want to travel because it's a great sense of freedom. And this whole experience that everybody's been having feels as though there's a lack of freedom. But actually, true freedom comes from your ability to think differently. And as soon as you're able to think differently, you'll gain a new perspective. And that's what I'm trying to share here with you and the audience today. Is I want to just 
give you perhaps a couple of new perspectives so you can see things differently. And when you see things differently, you'll get a new experience. Well, if we can convince even the, let's say, the, that, that listener that is sitting in his office, I don't know, or in his car, driving to work, listening to this podcast, to put yeah. into practice this tiny little daily habit that could really change either their sense of mental well-being and ease that anxiety, ease that stress. So all these fears and all this uncertainty plays a huge role in, in destroying that trouble confidence instead of, instead of rebuilding it. And, and the, real, the real problem why that causes stress is because our focus is split, meaning what if that happens? And then you're like, no, but what if that happens? No, but what if that happens? No, but what if that happens? That is called what I call split energy. And that split energy causes suffering. And that suffering causes anxiety. So what if we could just be direct in our ability to focus? And in our ability to focus, we'll feel a bit more calm, feel a bit more relaxed. That's what happened to me and how I began to shift because I would prepare differently mentally to travel. And so whenever I travel, or in fact, even when I go to the shops, I will do these principles that I'm going to share with you. Now, I'm going to share with you right now. And one of the simple things is setting an intention. Intention is so powerful, yet people don't recognize that they're setting one and actually whether it's working or not. An intention means I have a desire and that's what I intend to have happen. This is my simple setup and it's worked for me. Every time I've got to travel, I write down this, my intent for this trip is this. And then I write, I want to have a window seat on a plane and I want to feel comfortable and I want to have leg room and I want to travel through security with ease. That's an emotion with ease. I want to have a pleasant experience and I want to rendezvous with a nice people along the way. If I need to get a, a, a test, I want that to be smooth and easy. And I want to get the results back quickly. And I want it to be at a price I can easily afford. And I want to get the best deal for the test if I need a test. These are all intense, right? I want the whole experience to be really pleasant. In, act, in factual fact, dare I say, I want to have a bit of fun too by meeting new people along the way. Because if you're coming from that mindset, what if you actually met someone along the way who was perhaps a new business partner? You're only going to get good fortune and good luck when you're at a good state of mind. Good fortune can't come to you when you're feeling the fear or feeling anxiety. It just can't. It's not on the same wavelength. It's not the same vibe. Good fortune and good luck comes to people when they're feeling good. And so when you write out these clear intents before you travel, before you go anywhere, before you do anything, you know, even before this podcast, I've written out intent how I want it to be, that it helps people, that it uplifts person, uplifts people. And maybe that person sitting in the car on the way to the airport feels relaxed and soothed as a result of listening to this, thinking, do you know what? I'm just going to try this crazy exercise and I'm going to see if it works for me. Because there's a kind of a little bit of feeling of hope in there. And if we can offer travelers hope, wow, that's great. But the next bit's really on you because when you get the experience, that's the teacher. And what if your experience is 
really beautiful and smooth and you get to rendezvous with nice people along the way. Now you feel calm and now you're thinking, I'm going to do this again and again and again. And this is what I've been doing for probably the last 15 years straight. So this is what I learned from obviously my meditations, you know, so I've been a daily meditator twice a day for nearly 20 years. Okay, I know how to take care of my body, but my mind is driving my body. So it's taking me physically. So my mind decides, where are we going today? And this is what we're going to do. So I've run a few marathons and the marathons, you know, at the last sort of six kilometers of the, of the marathon, your body's kind of like, I ain't got anything left, but your mind is the bit that keeps you going. This is why I've done the five months worth of training leading up to it. This is why I'm doing this because there's something within me that's wanting to reveal itself. So these last 6K is all about my mind wanting to take me over the line. Even though my body's aching, even though my legs are shaking, even though I'm cold or whatever it might be, or I'm too hot, I'm going to finish. That's my intent. My job is to finish and I'd like to get a good time as well. But obviously that's all my preparation. And the more you prepare, you know, the more you write down. Like I love to write stuff down because it's more focused than necessarily saying it out loud. So there's this, you know, I've noticed that when I write stuff down, it's kind of like magic. I'm, I'm, I'm tapping in. I know that I'm using the, the left and right hemispheres of my brain to draw forth my desire. I'm tapping into the creative side of right side of my brain, the, you know, the right hemisphere to tap into my vision. And I'm using the left side to write the logical side. And so I'm actually affecting both hemispheres or the whole of my brain. Now you're really tuning into well-being because you're not bearing on one aspect of the brain. You're using all of it. And so the writing process is really powerful because it can get you emotionally involved when you use emotionally uplifting words such as ease, calm, relaxed, comfortable, enjoyable, satisfying. These are words that if you just stay with them for a little bit, you start to feel these words, you know, lighthearted. I want to have a fun time today. I want to have a fun trip. You know, the reason why we travel is maybe not only just for business, but for an experience of well-being. But if you're not feeling well-being along the way or leading up to it, it's not going to be a trip of well-being. So you've got to get yourself focused on that's what you want before you get there. So if you can set yourself up by having your intent before you get there, when you get there, you will reveal that to yourself. I can see how some of the travelers we attract might not just be the right one for our tourism business. So how can we reconnect with our true audience? In my career, I've been a hospitality communicator for the past 15 years. I know what it means when your audience is not responding to your message. So I know the pain of many independent tourism operators and what they're going through. I want to share with you the six reasons why a tourism and hospitality brand message fails to reconnect with their desired audience and how to avoid it. All you need to do is to download the free four steps travel recovery video training that I designed for those just like you struggling to reconnect with their travel audience. The link is in the show notes. Now back to the show. Wouldn't that be amazing to have, for example, a hotel company that will ask their, their future guests to say, what are your intentions? Are you setting your intentions for your future holiday? And then use that to facilitate and to even, you know, improve and, and make that experience even more enjoyable, even more special. 
what I love is, is that the hotels that really are making an impact are the ones that care the most. So they go and flesh out the detail, want to get the detail out of the customers to just go, how can I make your experience even better? So we can create the intent to be able to have that for you next time. Or maybe we might be able to do it for some new guests coming if we can you know, pr- product, be productive and proactive enough to get your needs of what you felt would make your experience even better. I, I can't help but thinking that many hotel companies, as they reapproach business, as they reestablished uh, sort of a connection with their uh, previous customers or reaching out for new customers, for example, uh, do you think hotels today or hotel companies would need to really look into their well-being strategy when it comes to approaching their cat, their guests once they arrive at the hotel or even prior arrival or even after they have departed? 100%. And, you know, even, you know, trying to outsource or at least have someone teach them what would make their uh, people's and customers and their own experience even better. Because the preparation before is intent, the experience is intent, and how you leave is intent. You don't want to just get the money in the in the in the pocket of the business or the hotel. You want to give that customer so much satisfaction they don't want to stop booking with you for the rest of their lives. I've not seen that. And if I have, um, it's very rare. But this is a new way since COVID that you know, you and I have discussed this, you know, that there is a potential here to to improve business and improve the quality of business, improve the customer experience um, and everybody's experience just by having some well-being strategies in place that haven't been used before. So setting your intention, possibly writing them down or saying them out loud. um, I recommend writing them down first, to be honest, you know, like I mentioned before. This is my intent for my trip, my trip. You know, I want everyone to have a great experience. I want it to be smooth and easy. I want it to be calm and comfortable. And I want everything to work out even better than I can imagine. I often say that. And I just allow, uh, you know, I allow my mind, which is the small universe and the bigger universe to orchestrate all of that together. Because um, your mind is a filter. So you might as well use it. <laughs> Let it filter on what you focus on. You've got this thing in the back of your neck called the reticular activating system. When you're very clear about what you want, it's going to show you what you want. But it's also, that's the left-hand side of your brain at work. And then to some of the spiritual aspects of well-being, you'd call that the universe. That's the universe doing it. Well, that's your mind doing it because you're giving it a clear direction. And most people are not taught how to do it. And I've just taught you, but now go ahead and do it. And don't believe a word I've told you until you do it and get an experience and let that be your teacher. Okay. I'd love to have the experiences and uh, the feedback from those listening to the podcast after they set up their intention, they write them down or they say them out loud or, you know, they manifest them in in some sort of way and, and see, and see where that takes them. I certainly didn't do that when I, um, started the preparation of traveling. And even with that, I also recognized that my daily healthy routine, you know, that when I'm home perhaps includes, um, it's a bit diverse, but perhaps includes, for example, uh, a morning walk with my dog or, um, a light breakfast and uh, a mid morning tea, for example, and, and something that would perhaps inspire me if it's not 
if it's not a morning walk with my dog, it's um, a slow jog or uh, a little hike. Whatever I can do to put myself out there, put me put myself in motion, um, move, breathe, sweat, and 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 have that sort of you know sweating off the toxin in a way. And when I travel. I say goodbye to that routine. Everything changes. And of course, I indulge in the delight of travels and drinks and food and and company, good company and so on, and late nights and early mornings, whatever. But how can we keep that routine in place when we travel? Or if we don't have one, how can we build one? Well, you can build one by starting really small. So just start really small. You know, I used to be quite unproductive as a 20 something year old um i used to have no habits that were empowering or helpful <laughs> uh my only habit was going to the pub and having a great weekend you know or going to some party but it was only when i recognized that i needed to have some sort of positive routine and began starting really small that that's How when small? i started to see sh- well well what i what i recommend is to 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 now you know what I rec- what I'd started doing was like going to the gym. Go to the gym. Get get sweating to start with. Once you've got a handle on that and you're you're exercising, and you know you're being regular at that, a minimum I like to say a minimum of four times a week. You know, and if one of those is just a walk or a brisk walk, fine. But get exercising. Get that body moving because your body is designed to move. Now, once you've got that set up. What about your diet? What's your diet looking like? Is it full of colors? Is it full of fruits and veggies? Because you want it to be, because your body will operate so much better because you're ingesting all these phytonutrients. But if you can just up the quality of color of food and make it unprocessed and organic as possible, your body's going to begin to thrive. Your skin's going to change. Your eyes are going to light up. Your hair's going to shine and have a little glow. And you're just going to feel with, you're going to feel like you've got so much more energy than you used to. So look to see if you can get the best ingredients into you and on your skin so that you have as little toxicity in your system as possible. Now, once you've done that, why not begin a meditation process? Now, what's meditation? Let's just swap the word meditation for focus, and now you understand what it is. It's not someone necessarily sitting in the cave in a Himalayas with some sort of robe on. Meditation can be done in your bedroom or in a room in your house where you're quiet and undisturbed and you can just sit there with your timer and just start small like five minutes a day and just sit there, close your eyes and breathe, follow your breath. Now, that's one of many things you can do. Now, I've set up this free seven ways to meditate in seven day system. So I've given people based on their sensory primers a way in which you can meditate. Now, that's whether you're auditory, kinesthetic, or visual. One of these ways will work better for you than another. And when you know what that is, you use it because it's going to stop that negative thought noise that seems to chatter forever. It's like that monkey mind that just doesn't stop thinking. And if you get a pause in your brain for a little moment when there's a bit of space, then you know you're doing it right. Because meditation is basically the ability to focus in the present moment on whatever's happening with your full undivided attention. And I think that's where a lot of people are struggling right now. Um, yeah. Attention span has decreased 
enormously. And I don't just mean it from a you know digital marketing point of view of 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 hospitality and and travel marketing strategies trying to get the attention of their audience and so on. But I really talk like it's really coming from me as a person and and my personal struggle to concentrate on even a book page for more than 20 minutes in a row. And my mind goes to 10,000 different things. And I use reading as a system for me to calm down and to concentrate, to collect my thoughts, to, to focus. If you can understand how you focus best, then once you get that going, now, now that's with you forever. You know, and that's what started me on my course of well-being. And my habits now are plentiful in a morning routine. And so I'm the guy who used to drink tea and coffee with three sugars and milk. You know, now now I just drink herbal tea. <laughs> that's it. I like that you you basically described how you went into how you tapped into into your natural well-being and your natural energy by changing your diet changing your daily habits or building daily habits you've told me that for example one of the th first thing you do in the morning is to take a cold shower before you see anybody else yeah. and, and some people might say like I would say the first thing I do in the morning before I see anybody it's to have a cup of coffee but also I would like to know what are the golden habits that you have that you will never give up, even if you travel? Oh, well, I still do the cold shower no matter what. The, the cold shower actually activates um, lots of healthy blood cells in your body, and that's why I do it. And I don't need to be in there for long, just about a minute, but that's enough for me to be like, wow, this is a beautiful space for me to start my day because how I start my day is how it's going to unfold. So I want to start my day in the best possible way, and that's just one of my golden habits. What else? So for sure, I do a little mini stretch. So I've got this little mini yoga stretch. It takes me 40 seconds to do, but I've been doing it for 20 years. And fortunately, I can still put the palms of my hands flat on the floor whilst I'm standing up. Um, another thing that I do is I do 15 to 20 minutes of meditation every day without fail. That is the one. If I had nothing else to do, that would be the one because I know that who I interact with is always uh we are both better off because i've meditated i am envisioning them and i'm just picturing them as a as a traveler i see them as very simple solutions that hotel operators could very easily support their guests in in doing and in implementing because yes of course you 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 can go to the gym when you are on holiday the hotels have gym or you can find a gym when you are traveling around if you really want to. But it's that sort of discipline that I think we lack in general. We become lazy when we travel. We, we want to just, you know, let it go and enjoy not having to observe any sort of uh, rules that even though, even though are rules that we give to ourselves. So we need discipline. And I, and I wonder if that, takes away part of the fun that's a really beautiful point actually and i have to say i'm a real freedom seeking being and i believe we all are to at the core of our being and i had to recognize that when i began to have these golden habits i had more freedom because my life would just go so much better i'd have so much more energy i'd get good ideas i'd be lucky you know things would just come together for me very easily 
You know, if you're feeling anxious, getting outside into nature, going for a walk, trying to connect with the earth. You know, if you're near a beach, get barefoot and walk on the beach. Do you know what that does to you? That changes your nervous system. Just give yourself that break. If you're feeling a bit too nervous in the head or you've got too much anxiety, that's why I always recommend that if you arrive at a destination, once you arrive, go, go for a walk in nature, go and sit by the pool, go and get in the pool. Water is grounding as well. But just get barefoot, go for a barefoot walk, get yourself immersed back into nature straight away because as soon as you do that, that will calm and ground your energy from being too much in your head, perhaps stressy, and then just bring you right back into your body again where you feel calm. That's so huge. And as soon as you do that, you'll feel lighter and you'll feel more free. And once again, you'll be what I call back in that receptive, clear state again. I think that people, as you said, those that are perhaps less exposed to uh, direct contact with nature, it's a challenge. Um, but there are many other ways to to find a moment to cultivate that state of well-being. If you were to suggest a way to start cultivating that, that, that state of well-being, that, that mindset, really, that could shift everything in between you, your next travels, your life in general, and any, any travel, because we are now reapproaching the world whether we are traveling for pleasure or for business or for meeting friends and families, we are anyway going to move around the world in a more conscious way, in a more aware state, in a state of awareness that it, it takes on not just who we are, but what we do and what we do to others, the impact we have on the planet, the impact we have on the communities we visit, we, the people we meet, the, the, the people we talk to. So if we don't start from a place of, from a mindset of well-being, I don't see how the future of travel can ever get better because if travelers' mindset doesn't change, how can travel itself change? Well, there's two ways. Number one, nothing is more, you've got to remember this, this little adage, because this will, this will help you shift that perception. To just rem remember and remind yourself when you forget that nothing is more important that you feel good, because when you feel good, good stuff happens. And number two is to be kind to yourself and let yourself off the hook if you don't always get it right, and be kind to others as well, because when you're doing that, you're being non-resistant. And it's that resistance that causes a stress and anxiety and fear, which we were talking about a lot earlier. Well-being is the absence of mental resistance. Why not set your intents? Why not maybe start a small meditation? Why not choose better foods? Why not choose to make sure you hydrate your body a little bit more and give yourself a little break when life gets tough? Don't worry. Don't feel like you have to do it. And be kind to yourself when you get it wrong. And get, be kind to other people because what goes out always comes back. And that sense of well-being has served me so well for two decades. And, and it will continue to serve me because I just keep seeing the same beautiful patterns reoccurring in my life, even when there's challenge. And life will bring challenge. But it doesn't mean there isn't a, a something that will good that can come out of a challenge. There's always something beautiful that can come out of a challenge. Challenge is just an opportunity for new growth. Today, 
as I come back from four weeks travel. And at the time of this recording, I literally come out of four, uh, of 14 days of in-room quarantine uh, here in Mauritius. I realize how much we are asking to travelers today. How much are we asking them? Are we, all we're asking is we want to rebuild that confidence, right? We want the industry to, to rise again stronger than before, better than before. But what are we asking to people? We are asking them so much. And, and if we don't prepare them, you know, mentally, physically, you know, cultivating that well-being culture as a founding ground of traveling again, I don't see how we can rebuild travel confidence because the confidence of travelers lies in, in the trust that they have in themselves to be able to travel again. And if the experience of travel is so stressful and so perceived as a dangerous thing or as a, as a, as a stressful thing, not, people won't go through it. So we want to make sure that whether with conversation we had today or the operators working in the industry, we want to make sure that we are not just selling them again another holiday package, but we are helping them going about the future of travel with a, with a different perspective. We are enabling them to be stronger humans rather than travelers with a suitcase once again. You see what I mean? Absolutely. You want to become a, a, res, a response-able traveler rather than a reactive traveler. Yes. Reactive traveler is the one reacting to all the news. You can't help do that, but a response-able traveler is someone who's able to use the intent to understand that well-being is in your hands and it's not in anyone else's hands. You want to put your life in your own hands and trust your own self. Um, that's the most important thing. And you can do that by making new little tweaks and have start the habits before you get going. This conversation today is, is very different from the usual conversations we've had on the podcast so far. If any of the listeners of the podcast today and anytime this, this episode will be played, wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to reach you? Best way to reach me is at my website, www.jamesgrantram.com. And yeah, just contact me there and we'll get back, me and my team will get back to you as soon as we can. And you can follow me also on social media and just see what I'm up to and all the posts that I put. And, and your podcast. And of course, my podcast, James Grantstrom, Super Soul Model Series. You can find me that on every platform. Thank you. And I'll get some of these links on the show notes as well. Your website, the, the link to your podcast. I encourage everybody and whoever, I mean, has have enjoyed this conversation today to get to know a little bit more of James on his podcast. Thank you, James, for taking the time to join me today. Dolores, thank you so much. It's been a joy talking to you. Really, really enjoyable. Thank you for having me. All the best to you and we stay in contact and speak soon. Thank you so much. What do you think of today's episode? I took so many notes myself while hosting James that I think I need to let it all sink in and reflect on how being better humans and tapping into our own natural well-being does make us better travelers. Who agrees with me? Well, here's the thing. I want to know your opinion. So let's open this conversation. Write to me directly 
or with a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know your views and suggestions. Thank you and see you soon next week.